0: Although this video is not solely geared towards young adults and young men, this is going to be something that I believe I can relate to being one of them and going through a journey from giving my life from 17 to Jesus to where I am today, six or so years later. So anyways, I want to jump right into what I want you as a believer. I believe Jesus wants you as a believer to do in regards to studying his word. Step number one do it so i uh, you know i'm about to go into some details and strategies of how to do it but just doing it is step number one i think that so many people argue so many little minute details in regards to how to do it and what's the right way and what's the right translation i've talked with multiple people who are christians good meaning i believe christians who go cody i want to study the word of god but i just don't know what's translation so i've held off sorry what you didn't know what translation so you just don't read it all here let me give you a really quick synopsis as long as it doesn't have the apocryphal writings in it uh, which is what the orthodox roman catholic church generally reads then you're good now That's not the end of the story. I'm going to go way in depth in here in just a second with that. But with that being said, just read a version of the Bible, guys. Don't overcomplicate this thing. The enemy would love for you to be deceived in a place where you believe that you have to read a specific version of the Bible for it to be the Bible or for it to work. If you want to get super nitpicky on translations, read Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic, or you're not reading the Bible. That was a bash at my KJV friends. Anyways, just playing. So, what should you do in regards to Bible translations? Since we're there, let's just jump into that. So, there's three kinds of Bible translations, if you didn't know. There's what's called a word for word, a line for line, and an, uh, an idea for idea or thought for thought. Word-for-word sounds pretty much just like what it says. The Hebrew word will say something and it will be directly word-for-word translated into the English equivalent of that word. Now, this seems like it would make most sense and be most honest to the text, and technically speaking, I suppose it is, but that doesn't mean in all practicality it's the best strategy. Here's why that is. A lot of people who use this kind of ideology are reading a version of the Bible that is extremely wordy at places, specifically when it comes into run-on sentences that Paul shares like Ephesians and Colossians does this and Philippians does it some, um, where you get like one massive long sentence and it gets a little bit confusing. Um, But again, this is not a bad thing. I I would actually let you know that my daily reader is a New American Standard Bible, which is a word for word translation of the Bible. Can get a little bit wordy. And again, the reason that it gets a little bit wordy is because any of you who know Spanish, most people know like at least super entry level Spanish, would know that sometimes adjectives are flipped in a sentence and things like this. So sometimes that makes it a little bit challenging to um, understand the full point that the author is trying to make. So this is, again, what I read as a daily reader. New American Standard Bible and the American Standard Version are two examples of word for word translations of the Bible. Second uh, kind is a line for line. Line for line is probably the most popular, coming up as the most popular, I would say. I don't have any metrics on that, but I hear more people talk about these versions of the Bible than any other. What they do is they simply get the exact same sentence that is used in Greek, Hebrew, Aramaic, and they, they they readjust the words in that to make it flow a little bit better. I have no reason for having issue with this ideology. Some people are like, well, in Revelation it says to not change anything, a jot or a tittle, or you know, if one single stroke of what was said was removed, then you'll be condemned. Chill. That's not what that is in reference to. Not to mention that was not in reference to New Testament writings anyways. More than likely, that was more than likely in reference to Old Testament writings, regardless, because odds are John, the author of Revelation, wasn't referring to the actual writing that he was making when he was saying what he was saying, right? So. Anyways, ESV is an example of this. The New King James Version is an example of this. These are great translations of the Bible to read. And then finally is Idea for Idea. I am least excited about these versions. They're not bad versions. They're not wrong versions to read, but they're my least favorite. This is where they take more of a general summation of the entire passage or paragraph, and then will completely redo what they want to do to it to make it flow as cool as possible so that it sounds practically no different than me speaking to you right now. Now again, they're not gonna get super crazy or ridiculous with it by any means. But with that being said, uh, that's what a, an idea for an idea. Example would be the NIV. This is obviously the most popular considering it is the most sold version of the Bible, which is very unfortunate. NIV is probably one of my least favorites to be honest with you. Again, if you've heard that and you read NIV, don't be like, how dare he, I'm going to hell now. Like, no, chill, like you're good. Like if you wanna keep reading it, you're fine but I would discourage it from being your study Bible. I really would. Um, the, the NLT, the New Living Translation, is another example for one of these. Uh, again, uh, it's not my favorite, but sometimes I feel like I actually get better context when already being grounded and rooted in a word for word first. Sometimes it helps you get the understanding of what a specific um, phrase or, or topic or, or verse, or excuse me, or chapter of the Bible is actually getting to as a whole point. Great example of this would be Colossians 1. Colossians 1 uh, talks about this mystery of God that has been revealed to Paul. And if you don't really, really know and understand the context of the entire Bible, as well as the context of that specific chapter, you might not know what the mystery is after reading it in the NASB. Whereas in the NLT, it straight up says, it is the Holy Spirit living inside of you. Cool, now you know exactly what it is. I am not anti of any of these the message is not even actually a real translation of the Bible the author and creator of the message would actually even admit that himself he never intended or designed for it to be and then I want to give a little bit criticism to a few other ones before we move on another one is the passion translation the passion translation is another one of those that I would strongly urge you to stay away from this is not even a translation of the Bible they are literally just adding words to make things seem a little bit more charismatic and maybe a little bit more supernatural or or lovey-dovey than the actual authors meant so again if you read it you're not going to help. but I strongly only discourage you to read it really at all uh, and then the last one that i would mention is the king james so the king james is not an idea for an idea and it is a real translation of the bible but here's why i would discourage you you have to have a dictionary sitting beside you at all times when reading this version of the bible for two reasons first off there's going to be words that you've never heard of before i'll give you an example and this is not an exclusive kjv word so please don't freak out on the kjv people betrothed When I talk to Christians or in everyday culture, very, very, very small amount of people who have not studied the word betrothed have any idea what the word betrothed means, let alone even knew it was a word before I just said it. So if you read the KJV, you would be extremely confused when it says that Mary was betrothed. No context there unless you know what the word means. So you're gonna have to have a dictionary for that reason. Old English words, not to mention just the wordiness of the thou, thine, the, all of those kinds of things. Last reason is words today have a different meaning than they did in... 17 or 1550, I forget the exact year. Don't quote me on that. It's the 1500s or the 1700s. I believe one of those two. Words have different meaning at the point. For an example of, of this, you know, if I were to say that you are ignorant, I cannot believe you, you are so ignorant. Most people would hear that as a bash. The word ignorant is not a bash at all. If you said to me, hey, Cody, what is 3,721 divided by 0.379? I would tell you, I don't know. I am ignorant to the answer of that question. Because that is literally what the word ignorant means. It just means simply to not know. But if I were to call you ignorant, you would assume that I'm calling you an idiot, right? So this is kind of a weak or loose example, but that's the kind of context that you'll see something in the Bible, say in the KJV, and it has not been updated or translated since then at all, other than the first time it was ever translated, which is really funny because the original version of the KJV, no one actually reads. Uh, It was actually updated and we all read that updated version of it. But anyways, the point that I'm getting at is to say, I don't know what the new definition of that word is unless i were to look it up so again unless you're going to look up those words in the original kjv version of the bible then you have no idea what that word may actually be meaning and here's the challenge you don't know which words are or are not that way so i strongly discourage you from reading that version of the bible because it just makes your job 10 times harder as a bible study or to actually get truth in the first place the bible can be complex enough on its own without the help of reading old archaic shakespearean type english so that's that in regards to the translations of the Bible. In the next video, I'm going to go over the all of the other contexts.